0: Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and the next episode of Shahanisms is about to begin. Hey everybody, welcome to Shahanisms. Before we get started, I need to take a second and correct a website error from last week. When I was talking about bidets, I misspelled the name of one of the companies that supplies bidets. And the correct spelling is Omigo, O-M-I-G-O, at myamigo.com. Sorry if that caused any confusion for anybody that uh, tried to look that website up. And thanks to the listener who caught the mispronounced website. If I had my own bobblehead doll, I'd send it to you as a thank you. I really would. Maybe someday. All right, let's get started here. A while back, a United States congressman made headlines when he said wildland firefighters were unskilled labor. During a hearing on funding wildland fire operations, U.S. Congressman Tom McClintock, who represents the 4th Congressional District from California, said, Wildland firefighting is hot, miserable work, but it's unskilled labor. He said that. That's a direct quote from Congressman McClintock. Now that is some kind of special right there. It's insulting to every wildland firefighter. No, actually, it's insulting to every firefighter, period. It's even more insulting to the memories of the 527 wildland firefighters who lost their lives since 1990 while they were out protecting the lives and property of people they didn't even know. Wildland firefighters just doing the job they were tasked to do and never came home. It got me more than a little bit fired up when I heard it, and it's something that many current and former firefighters will remember for a long time. Firefighters have long memories. It's insulting that somebody like him would classify a job that required strength, fortitude, and years of training to a bunch of unskilled people just out digging ditches and cutting down trees in the woods. My first reaction was the irony that Congressman McClintock, or or any other politician for that matter, would refer to anybody else's job as unskilled. That's laughable. After all, newly hired wildland firefighters must have anywhere from 40 to 80 hours of training, depending on the agency they work for, before they can even report to the fire lines to do their jobs. Politicians, on the other hand, have to report to the Capitol for freshman orientation on their first day. I gotta imagine, that's not unlike the orientation that we all had to go through when we were freshmen in high school. You remember, like, well, the principal's office is over there, because you're going to end up there at some point. Here are the bathrooms. That is a drinking fountain. Don't put your mouth on it. And over there is your locker. Freshman orientation for politicians versus 40 to 80 hours of training for new wildland firefighters. Yeah, no skill differential there now, is there? Then my fuse was lit. I tried to write an episode about it a week or so ago. All I could get out was about seven seconds of audio that was not fit for listener consumption. Trust me. I had to wait a while before I could continue, so here I am again. You see, I know a little bit about being a firefighter because I was one for several years. Not a wildland firefighter, but a city firefighter. I would definitely say that when I was a rookie, I was unskilled. No question. But between all the classroom training fire science classes, on-the-job training from firefighters who were much more skilled and experienced than I was, I developed skills. Good skills, by the way. I know this because I advanced through all of my certifications. I think all the way up through Certified Firefighter 4, all the way through that process, I had to demonstrate my skills through written testing and practical examinations and oral examinations in order to advance. I had to demonstrate my skills in order to demonstrate I was qualified to do the job. Just like every firefighter, wildland, or city has to do. Demonstrate their skills in order to walk into a raging fire. You know why? Because regardless if you're a wildland firefighter or a city firefighter, If you walk into a burning structure or get dropped off in the middle of a raging forest fire, you damn well better have some skill, or potentially somebody's going to die. That's right. They will not be able to execute the duties to protect lives and property of the people they were sworn to protect if they don't have the skills. And I'm here to tell you, firsthand, it takes a little bit of skill to do all that. Wildland firefighters are out on fire lines for weeks, sometimes months away from their families. They're working hard to help others who are in trouble or trying to save what people love the most, the great outdoors, before it turns to ashes. Which brings me to another important point. Representative McClintock, whose Congressional District 4 includes the Mother Lode area of California, which is kind of the, the east-central part of the state and all of the Stanislaus National Forest. He would more than likely have one of these unskilled firefighters show up if the National Forest caught on fire, or one of his campaign donors who built their little house in the woods needed help. That's who he would call. That's who would show up. The very people he disparaged publicly. He's lucky they're professionals, though, and they will all do their jobs to the best of their unskilled ability regardless of how much of an idiot they thought he was. Oh, it it's not that they wouldn't love to pull up a lawn chair, hand him a shovel and a garden hose, remind him those two tools require no skills to operate whatsoever, and let him have at it. But they wouldn't. And they won't. Those fantasies are left for the firehouse banter. There's two glaring problems here. The first one is Congressman McClintock And some members of the public who blindly follow his thought process are experts on everything they know nothing about, and they aren't afraid to talk about it every chance they get. Some people are just plain critical of everything. Some people wake up each day mad at the world and look for things to be critical about, most of which they know nothing about, but they can't wait to share their uninformed opinion with anybody who'll listen. All of that is reinforced. By people in power and influence who also have their own agendas. Unfortunately, armchair quarterbacking is commonplace today. We've got YouTube infectious disease doctors, YouTube lawyers, YouTube police officers, and now YouTube wildland firefighters. Some people on the social media platforms who profess how it should have been done can talk about it as if they know. Because they've never done it before. Everything is easier to critique when you don't know jack about what you're talking about. There's no factual accountability. The thought of any firefighter being classified as unskilled is ridiculous. It's common sense that they are. And it makes no sense to even think that. But when it fits a narrative that's put out by influential people, it takes on a life of its own. When firefighters are running into a building, those same people are running out of the building screaming for help. I've seen it. When wildland firefighters are rappelling down a rope into a raging forest fire, these so-called experts are in an evacuation center 20 miles away discussing what needs to be done and speculating on why it isn't being done to their high standards. I've heard the armchair quarterback who knows nothing about everything say things like, Well, nobody makes them fight fires. Well, that's true. Nobody forces anyone to become a firefighter. Nobody makes them choose their careers. But you know what? Nobody makes people build their precious little cabin in the woods either. But they do it anyway. And then they call 911 for some underpaid, unskilled labor to come save it. We hear it in the media all the time. Well, why didn't they just do this or that? I would have done this. I would have done it that way. They should have done that. Why can't they fly airplanes at night? Airlines do it all the time. Not taking one second to think about the difference between flying at 35,000 feet versus flying just above the tree line in swirling wind and smoke in the dark. I've heard it myself on a few occasions. How hard could it be to fight a fire? just spray water on it and that's absolutely true if you're putting out a freaking campfire but when you're putting out a raging structure fire or trying to contain a 10,000 acre fast burning brush fire it takes a little skill and more times than not a little bit of luck but more skill than luck i remember when a citizen was out walking his dog and, and came up to us at the station and pointed out that every time he went by we were standing around doing nothing My lieutenant, who was a 17-year veteran of the department and kind of a salty guy, told the citizen to go home, light his house on fire, and we would be right there to put it out so he could watch us work. Now, he used more colorful language, but I left that part out. The citizen filed a complaint with the city after he picked a fight and didn't like what he heard in return. He filed a complaint, and he said we were disrespectful to him. He could have just kept walking his dog and not said anything, but he chose not to. Our official response to the complaint when asked by the battalion chief was that we were simply providing factual information to a taxpayer about what we do. Technically, if he had gone home, lit his house on fire, we would have responded and extinguished the fire because that's what we do. Sometimes people just can't keep their mouth shut. And sometimes it's okay not to say anything at all. And sometimes firefighters are guilty of that as well, if they're pushed too far. All right, we need to take a short break, pay some bills. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the major issue that fuels this narrative that wildland firefighters are just like unskilled labor. What if it was possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could finish watching your favorite program on TV, binge-watching your favorite sitcom. Because unlike those other grocery delivery services, Instacart gives you unlimited monthly grocery deliveries for one low monthly fee. So you just found out you're going to have extra guests over for dinner that you didn't plan for? Instacart can deliver to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores in one single order, see all the deals in your area to help you save money, and Instacart even highlights deals in your area to help you save money. Every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. They pick the freshest produce, so no more overripe bananas, and they'll keep your eggs safe too. As a special offer to my listeners, your first delivery is free on orders over $35. Just follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that I sent you, and it'll help support the show. Instacart, never set foot in a grocery store again. Okay, we're back. The first part of the show we talked about the politicians that classified wildland firefighters as unskilled. Now we're going to talk about the other major issue And that is compensation. It's simple. If you classify someone as unskilled, you don't have to pay him that much money. I'm here to tell you I don't know any firefighter who walks into a burning building or into a burning national forest for the money. Especially since most federal wildland firefighters make less than minimum wage in the states they work in. They do it because they love their jobs. They do it because they're well-trained and have the skill to make a difference in someone else's life, and that's what they want to do. It's a problem. And all federal wildland firefighters want is equal pay, equal benefits, and being treated like the firefighters they really are. So yeah, it's about the money the federal government is willing to pay federal firefighters, which is why Congressman McClintock said what he did. At the end of the day, It's all about the money. Unfortunately, it's going to take something tragic to happen before everyone in Congress right on up to the President takes their turn at the podium and says, Well, I wish there was something more we could have done. Congressman McClintock will more than likely be at the front of that line, professing his unwavering support for change. So let's get started right now by paying federal wildland firefighters more than cafeteria workers. What a great idea. Yeah, that's right. The the president raised the minimum wage for federal contractors to $15, which is more than the starting pay for federal wildland firefighters. Surprised? Federal wildland firefighters will not be receiving the minimum pay of $15 an hour. Federal wildland firefighters, roughly 16,000 employees, who work under the ridiculous titles of forestry, or range technicians, not wildland firefighters, will not benefit from that minimum pay increase. Most of them start at what's called the GS-3 level. Many of them will remain at GS-3 for years. Then when they become a highly skilled firefighter after a few years later on, they might be promoted to GS-4, and they'll be making $15.20 an hour which is less than the starting pay at some McDonald's and Starbucks around the country. So it would be a big step in the right direction by paying them more than the cafeteria workers and janitors who work at the U.S. Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. That would be a great start. Their pay needs to be competitive and commensurate with wages that could be earned by doing the same job with, I don't know, let's say the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. It's, it's called CAL FIRE. They pay their wildland firefighters fairly well, but they're paid by the state of California, not the federal government. That's also part of the problem as well. Through no fault of their own, many people don't realize all firefighters and agencies are not the same. The federal government has the U.S. Department of Forestry, Department of Interior, Bureau of Land Management, Interagency Task Forces, etc., States have their own wildland fire crews, and cities have their own fire departments. Sometimes the cities are called to assist the state agencies because they have strike teams that go out and help for manpower and equipment. They assist federal agencies, and they fight their fires as well. Resources are all shared across state and city lines, but they all involve different agencies. Many of those unskilled laborers have died Doing the same thing McClintock would never do and has never done. Thousands more risk their lives every day by just doing their job. So pay them what they're worth. Classify them for the jobs they actually do and treat them with respect they deserve for doing the jobs that they do. Now I'm going to ask something of each one of you, each one of the listeners today. When you leave your homes to go out and about and do whatever you do, If you see somebody in uniform, a police officer, a firefighter, somebody wearing a military uniform, take a minute and stop and thank them for what they do. They don't need to know your name. They don't need to know where you live or whether your neighbor is the mayor or not. All they need to know is that you appreciate what they do every day when they go to work. That's all. Simple as that. Just say thank you and let them know you appreciate them. That's not so hard. I also have some advice for Representative McClintock and anyone else who thinks they could do the job of a firefighter better. If you've never worn the boots, don't try to tell anybody how to lace them up. Thanks for spending a small part of your day with me today. Y'all have a great rest of the week. Well, that's it for today's episode, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Shahan, and you've been listening to Shahanisms. If you liked today's episode, pass it along to a friend. If you didn't, just send it to somebody you hate. Either way, thanks for listening. Y'all have a good rest of the week. I'll see you next time.